Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Reese. I hope everyone is feeling well and excited for today's interview because I have a special treat in store. Today's guest is an entrepreneur who has discovered what it truly means to be wealthy. Sachin Patel is a father, husband, international speaker, author, business owner, functional medicine practitioner, and philanthropist. As founder of the Living Proof Institute, he holds a core belief and vision that the doctor of our future is us, the patient. And today we talk all about what it truly means to be wealthy, with well being the key word. I discovered Sachin and the team at the Living Proof Institute when I was hanging literally on one of my last threads with a bunch of digestive issues. I had hit a period in my life where my body was screaming at me. It just wasn't operating optimally. Everything I ate bothered me, and so my diet became very, very restricted. I was looking for foods that I could tolerate and that were healthy and good for my body, but it just seemed that with every new turn, I would end up with heartburn or an allergic reaction, and I had basically just hit a wall. I knew there was no way I was going to survive and be well on such a restricted diet, and so I started searching for solutions. After my very first introductory call where I had learned more about what it is that they do at the Institute, I can honestly say I walked away with more information about what was happening within my body than I had ever had received from anyone else. What I love about functional medicine is that they operate on the premise of test, don't guess. And the lab testing that they did, I can tell you none of my doctors had ever done on me or actually when I spoke to them about it, didn't even know that they were around. And it was through those results that I really got a chance to see what was going on in my body. Long story short, my cortisol levels were unusually high AKA stress, and my immune system in my gut was virtually non-existent, hence why I was reacting to almost everything. So over the course of one year, I worked with my practitioner who monitored my my nutrition, uh, monitored supplements, retested my levels, and coached me through some lifestyle changes. I knew from my very first appointment that this was a place that everybody needed to know about. And so I'm extremely grateful and excited to be able to bring Sachin to the podcast to share about his entrepreneurial journey and talk about the wealthy versus wealthy lifestyle. So let's jump right to the call. Sachin, thank you so much for being with me today. I really, really appreciate connecting with you, Michelle. It's truly an honor, and I look forward to this conversation and the impact that it can have on the listeners. Oh, I'm completely excited about that. I know I shared with you briefly before our call that I um, was one of the clients at uh, Living Institute, Living Proof um, Institute, uh, and ever since I've had the opportunity to work with your team, uh, it's been something that has inspired me so much so that I'm going to share a secret. At one point, I almost contemplated <laughs> switching my entire career path and business and seeing how I can get involved in functional medicine because it was truly that impactful for me. And 
So I'm really excited to be able to bring this conversation to my listeners because it, it's not something that everybody uh, knows about, understands. And so maybe we can start there because we are talking about functional medicine, which is really the foundation of your practice. And I know I've asked you to share your sort of entrepreneurial journey, but maybe you can also in that just enlighten the listeners as to what exactly is functional medicine and, and, and why it inspired you so much to found uh, the Living Proof Institute. Well, to be totally honest, it's stories like yours that inspire us day in and day out. You know, we're literally swimming upstream and jumping up waterfalls. And that's kind of what it feels like on a, on a daily basis for us. And that's what it might feel like for some of you entrepreneurs that are listening is uh, sometimes it feels like the cards are stacked against you, but that only makes you stronger. That makes you more resilient and that makes you more capable. So, you know, for us, what we do at the Institute and what the overarching vision and mission is, and it, it's something that the vision has never really evolved. We want to see a, a brighter, better future for humanity. And we want a future where people are, they know how to take care of their health. So their health isn't the focus of the way they use their body or the way they measure uh, how much of this life they're living. Because here's the thing, like when, if you're driving your car with a constant fear that it's either in the process of breaking down or broken in some sort of way, you're going to drive that car a little bit differently versus having certainty or not even having to think about your car or whether it's going to fall apart on you on, on your way to work today, not even having to think about it. You can focus on so many other things, right? Now you can listen to the radio. You can actually sing along with the song, right? Or you can get on a call with a friend of yours. Uh, you know, if that's legal to do where you are, of course, using a headset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can do other things. You can focus on other things and you can create a different future for yourself if your focus is, you know, filled or your time is is filled with things that you actually want to focus on versus not focusing on. So, you know, our vision for people is let's let's create human being 2.0 or maybe 3.0 at this <laughs> point. And the only way that's going to happen is by changing what we focus on. And by making health something passive versus something active, we can actively focus on the things that actually make the world a better place, right? So it's one thing to make this body a better place and the environment around you, but how do we make the world a better place? So for us, we're, we're constantly innovating. We're finding different ways to make our care more affordable, more accessible, um, and produce the, you know, uh, just as effective of a result. I mean, that's our constant pursuit. And believe it or not, we're up against billions of dollars of equipment and machinery and technology and R&D. And what we've learned is that every single time the body does it cheaper, better, faster. You know, when people come to us, they've used billions of dollars of technology and millions of man hours of research and development, and they haven't come to a conclusion as to what's wrong with them. And they can come to us for what would be a considered a drop in the ocean compared to how much they've already, how much technology and resources they've leveraged already. And in a fraction of the time and for, you know, a fraction of the cost, we can get way better outcomes. And so that's what excites me as well. And we're constantly trying to, you know, you know, move the needle in, in both directions. A, how do we get more people access to this system? while still holding them accountable, okay? So I don't want what we do to be free. You know, people say, wouldn't it be great if OHIP covered healthcare? And I'm like, no, it wouldn't. Because if somebody else paid for all your car repairs, you probably wouldn't take the same care of it. Hmm, right? Interesting perspective. Like you, probably drive, you would probably drive a brand new Porsche differently than a rental car. Right? Yeah, Especially yeah, if you pay for point. the Porsche. 
So our, our, there has to be a little bit of, um, there has to be a significant reward for being successful at being healthy. And there has to be at least a little bit of pain, right. To nudge you in the right direction. You know, I posted something this morning on Facebook and I said, the more cures we promise people, the more irresponsible or reckless people are going to be with their health, <laughs> right? The more you yeah. promise that a cure for cancer is around the corner, then people stop caring about living a life that creates cancer. It's like, Oh, somebody else is going to fix me. Right. So there has to be skin in the game. And, and now it's not even skin in the game. It's like an arm in the game, right? Because you've got yeah. to work a little bit harder at this. And actually not harder, smarter. Smarter. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that, that's what we're all about is really a smarter approach to your health. I mean, every area of your life, you, you treat very differently. You treat proactively, uh, whereas your health, people treat it reactively. You're just like, what the hell? Like, you don't, you don't water your lawn after it's burnt. At least smart people don't, right? You don't study for a test after you fail the test, right? And you don't start saving for retirement after you retire. So why do you start focusing on your health after you get sick? And so true. The other thing that we love about what we do, and you can obviously tell I'm passionate. I don't even know if I'm answering the original question. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but, you know, the, the main thing that we want is, or the, the thing that we think about is not just our patient, but realizing that that patient has influence over other people. Uh, and sometimes that patient or that client has influence over children. And the actions that people take after working with us and after working on themselves, really, what excites me is that that will change, unconsciously change the behavior of their children and every generation from that point forward. Yep, you're so, you're so right. But if we take the wrong approach, right? If, if, I, if, if our practice sent you home, Michelle, with just a bunch of pills and that's all you did, and even if you got amazing results, but the only thing you changed is, is taking those capsules. Well, what I've, what I've essentially impregnated in your child's unconscious mind is that when I want to feel better, I can just take these pills and I'm going to feel better. And so now that's dangerous because we, that's going to get passed down. You know, it's, it's a form of trauma in my opinion. Um, that's going to get passed down from generation to generation to generation. But if I change the behavior, then now that's also going to get passed down from generation to generation to generation. So we can actually emphasize skills over pills because that yields a much bigger ROI for the client. And they, people don't think of their health this way. No, right? no, it's not. Right. It's not common. It's not mainstream to think this way, which is what right. I love about your institute and, and your team and how you, how you support them to really bring this forward to people is to have that accountability piece. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is that, you know, any business owner, they want to deliver value, right? They want to feel appreciated and they want to feel valued because, you know, let, let's say a client paid me a million dollars, which that's not how much people pay me. <laughs> I mean, one day, maybe, I don't know, but, um, you know, if somebody were to pay me whatever amount of money it is, that money only multiplies in value if the person listens to what I say, right? If the person listens to what I have to say or what, you know, our practitioners, Dr. Bra or Dr. Uh, Jared have to say, or Andrew or Jessica, whoever it is that they're seeing on our team, the value of that appointment actually starts when they leave the appointment mm. because we're usually telling them to change some sort of behavior or some sort of thought process. And now as soon as they leave, that's when the clock starts ticking. The clock doesn't start ticking on your value when you come in for the appointment and then leave, right? It actually starts when you leave the appointment and, and start taking action. Mm -hmm. 
So what we tell people very clearly is, hey, if you do this, this is going to be the most valuable investment you've ever made because it's going to permanently change your behavior. And for every generation that comes after you, it'll improve uh, their health outcomes. But if you don't do anything, it doesn't matter how much you pay us. It's going to be completely worthless. So it's either priceless or worthless for people. And ultimately, that person gets to decide whether it's worthless or priceless based on the actions that they take. And so for us, like we want people who take action. So I love working with clients like yourself who you give them some, a set of directives, they take action, they see a result. And, you know, of course, you're passionate about spreading, you know, the good word. So we're doing this interview together because you found something that radically changed, not just the way you behave, but the way you think mm-hmm. and something that radically changed the way you're going to look at the world for the rest of your life and how you're going to pass that down from generation to generation to generation. And one last thing I'll say is that what we love about our Institute is that, uh, I mean, there's so many things that I love about it, but what we can do is we can literally change communities uh, overnight. I mean, it can happen very, very quickly. You know, you put me in a room with a couple thousand, 20,000, 100,000 people, and I know I can teach those people in two hours how to take better care of themselves and how to radically shift their health or the, whatever outcome they're trying to create in their life. In two hours, I can do that. They don't need to go to medical school. They don't need to go to, you know, chiropractic school or functional medicine school. What they need to do is they need to put the, the information into action. And that's what you guys teach. And, and that really relates to your, um, a common phrase that I see a lot in your literature is the doctor of the future is the patient. And that's mm-hmm. really the focus that you guys work for. And I, and I, and I have personal experience in that. I know that's not just what you say, it's actually what you deliver. And so by you empowering me as a patient, um, to make these changes and to understand why it's important. Cause I think that's, that's a big piece behind that too, is understanding the purpose behind why we want to make these behavior modifications, um, especially in entrepreneurship, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about because we are very good at neglecting ourselves in this pursuit of success, whatever that means, whatever, however you want to define that. And, mm-hmm. and I know that just from personal experience, how much impact lifestyle has on our health and well-being. Um, and I know we're going to talk about, you know, the whole notion of wealthy versus wealthy, like actually being well um, in pursuit of what we're looking for. But I thought maybe you uh, could share a little bit about um, what inspired you to uh, get into functional medicine and to found the Institute and, and take this stance uh, that you do take uh, for our communities and for our world just to really empower people to be better and feel better and take control of their life and their health. I like that word stance. I think it, <laughs> it kind of brings up a visual that we should all stand for something. And mm-hmm. the first thing that we should stand up for is ourselves. And I feel like, I feel like p- people just don't do that enough of that. Right. And and really standing up for yourself is standing up for your ability to make a contribution in, in so many different ways, right? It's not just how you contribute through your business, but, you know, how do you contribute into your family? How do you contribute into your community? How do you contribute into, uh, you know, just really making the world and the future a, a better place to be? Mm-hmm. So a couple of things that I always want to remind entrepreneurs is that however much you neglect your health is the same exact same amount that you're neglecting your business. Hmm. And so if your health is a seven, your business is not going to be a 10, right? And so if you're, no matter how successful you are, if your health is a seven, then your business is going to cap out at a seven, maybe a 6.9, right? 
your relationships are going to cap out at a seven. Your contribution is going to cap out at a seven. Your creativity is going to cap out at a seven. So everything caps out because your health is, you know, not just the foundation, but it's also the ceiling of where you can go, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to climb Everest, you have to have a certain level of health to do it. Like your goal, nobody's goal is to get dropped off at the top of Everest (laughs) from a helicopter, right? It would be the easy way. (laughs) Right. But like nobody would care if you did that. Right. Right. There'd be nothing to it. So there's nothing to celebrate. So, you know, really health is, is uh, that journey. So when you're working on yourself, you're working on your business, you're working on your relationships, you're working on how you are as a parent, you're working on how you show up, you know, for your team, you're working on everything. So the visual I give people, and nature has been my greatest teacher because, you know, once you see certain things a certain way, you can't unsee them. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, if you look at a tree, uh, a, the biggest the part of a tree is the actual trunk itself right? The widest part, it, you know, any one part of the tree is the trunk. And then the branches come off and the branches get, you know, they're, they're pretty big, but they get smaller and smaller and smaller. And so nature has this, you know, brilliant design because if the branches were bigger than the trunk, what would happen? It would topple. The tree would split, mm-hmm. right? And the, the tree would die. And, and what good is a tree if it's dead? So, you know, so we use that as a metaphor for uh, our clients, even, you know, you know, not only do we work with, you know, B2C uh, clients, but we also work with B2B clients because we're also teaching this model of healthcare into uh, other communities through other practitioners. And so what I have to remind the entrepreneurs that I coach who are entrepreneurial physicians, because they're like, I'm too busy to do this. I'm like, well, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're, you're capping out. Right. And so we, we look at this tree as a perfect example you are, you know, you're, you're the trunk and then the branches are your business. Your branches are your relationships. Your branches are your contribution. Your branches are, you know, you know, how you show up as a church member or member of your community. The branches can never be bigger than the trunk. Mm. Okay. But collectively, if I put the branches together, they're way bigger than the trunk, but there'll never be one branch that's bigger than the trunk. Right. So so that's who we are in the center, right? So when you're working on you, you're working on everything. When you're working on your business, you're only working on your business. Yeah, I love that. I, what a great, what a great visual. Because when you even just understanding too the the biology of a tree, the you know the anatomy of the tree, mm-hmm. it's the it's the fuel, it's the nurturing source, it's the stability, um, and that that's a great visual to have in terms of you know, and we want the branches to be big. You know, that's the thing too. It's not mm-hmm. about minimizing the branches. We want those branches to be big, but they have to grow in proportion to the trunk, which is us. Right. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a key uh, takeaway for, for everybody. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's one of my favorite visuals. Cause once you see that you can apply it to so many things, but you can't unsee it. And so that's, that's one of the things that being in nature allows us to do. And so you know, a, you know, a pro tip for all of you listening, the more spent time you spend in nature, the more creative you will be because nature actually activates our right brain. So when I, I posted this on social media a few uh, months ago, and the question was for my son, dad, where are you going? And, you know, I was going for a walk. I said, I'm going to work. Right. Uh, and when I, and what I meant, you know, I, I speak in metaphors and he's nine, so he gets a kick out of it now. <laughs> but, um, he, and he got it. He's like, okay, I see you're going, I was going for a walk in the woods. And when I do that, I'm working on everything, right? I'm working on my health. I'm working on my business. Cause I know I'm going to get some awesome ideas. I'm working on, you know, 
um, my relationships because I'm spending time in nature. I'm going to be more calm. I'm going to be more relaxed. I'm working on whatever problem I have in my mind. I'm, I'm now actually activating parts of my brain that can solve the problem instead of repeat the problem, right? Our left brain just keeps, is really good at repeating and our, our right brain is good at birthing new ideas and coming mm -hmm. up with new concepts. So there's ways that you can actually work on so many different areas of you like working on all those branches by working on yourself. So, so that, you know, you asked a few questions. So the other question that you asked was how did I learn about functional medicine? Well, yeah. So yeah. was this, was this something that you, you know, was passed down to you by, by your parents in terms of the belief system around health or, you know, what was it that sort of led you to really embracing um, this belief system? Yeah, you know, you know, that's a great question. And I've done some soul searching to really figure out where some of this comes from. And, you know, I truly at, at this point in my life, this might be a little out there for people, but I truly believe that I was put on this planet to solve this problem, right? So we're all mm -hmm. put on this planet to solve something. Um, and that's our purpose. And so I believe that this is as much as I've tried to run away from it, hide from it, it, it just keeps, it seems to haunt me. So I know it's going <laughs> to, it's going to take a lot of us to create this shift, but I believe that I'm part of that shift. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I started off as a chiropractor. I was originally going to go into dental school. So what I learned about myself is that I'm really good with my hands. And so that left me with a few different options, you know, surgery, uh, dentistry, uh, you know, chiropractic, you know, physiotherapy, you know, anything that I was using my hands, I loved using my hands. And so I, I originally applied to dental school. And when I started getting all of these, you know, brochures and they would have pictures of people's mouths open and rotting teeth and stuff like that, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. But I, I love the fact that you could use tools. And, and, and so that, was, that drew me to it. But then right. I uh, studied chiropractic and I loved I, the idea of chiropractic because it was all natural and it was focused on the innate, you know, the body's own ability to heal and restore and regenerate as long as we give it the right environment. So chiropractic has been about epigenetics from the very beginning. We didn't call it that, but that's what it's always been about. And so it made sense, like innately, it just really made sense to me. When I graduated uh, from chiropractic school, I, I never even heard the word functional medicine. That wasn't even in my vocabulary. So I might be dating myself a little bit, but I graduated uh, in 2004, okay? So not super long ago, but uh, you know, 15 years ago now, but you know, back then that wasn't even a term. I practiced uh, a methodology called active release technique, practicing as a sports chiropractor, working with some of the healthiest uh, people in my community, people that are running sub three hour marathons, you know, people that were professional athletes, Olympic athletes. So people that were healthy, not coming in for little tweaks and twinges in their performance. And then one day I was on the news. And as a result of being on the news, we had about 80 people call our office and all these people that came in after that news report, which was about elbow pain related to golfer's elbow and tennis elbow, all of these people that came in had like some sort of crazy, obscure, chronic disease that I'd never heard of before. Oh. And at the time, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, all of these terms were relatively new to me because we didn't really spend a lot of time studying those things in chiropractic school. Right. right? And so you know, I was kind of like scratching my head. I'm like, why are these people coming here? It makes no sense. So I got to a point of frustration because you're going through all these appointments and you're just like, why are you here? I can't help you. And it, it, you, have, you don't even have golfers elbow. Like golf is like the last thing that you're doing right now. And, and what I realized was that these people had seen everyone. They had already been referred to everyone. And so there was this group of people that were just bouncing around, you know, 
in the hopes that they would find someone that could help them. And I had to turn them down because I really didn't know how to help them at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of feels like you're getting punched in the stomach when you have to do that, especially if you don't have somewhere to refer people to. And so around the same time, I got an email of all things from my, who would later become my mentor, Dr. Grisanti. And yeah, I started learning about the cases that he was helping. He was sharing case studies and it looked very similar to the clients that I had to say no to. And so that's when I started taking it upon myself to learn about functional medicine. And I said, you know what? We didn't learn any of this in school. And clearly if I have a problem like these people or someone I love has a problem, there's nobody that's going to be able to help them. And so I I did it for myself and my family at first. I was happy in my career, but then once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. Right. And so I took it back to my boss at the time and we had a successful sports clinic. Um, I took it to her and I said, Hey, what do we, what do, what do you think about incorporating this? Even with our healthy athletes, I think we can get them, you know, better results. And she just really didn't get it. She didn't want anything to do with it. And, uh, so then I moved on from that practice and started working for another clinic and, they allowed me to, you know, have some uh, way with the uh, functional medicine and chiropractic combined. So that was a beautiful thing for me. But, uh, you know, on the entrepreneurial side of things, I actually helped them grow two of their biggest practices. But a few bad decisions that they made uh, just got them into this like uh, spiral, downward spiral, and they ended up having to owe me about $60,000. So you know, here I had, first I thought of my dream practice, then I thought I found my dream career, uh, but I didn't have quite have my dream job, so to speak. Right. And, and so I had to go through this like emotional roller coaster of, okay, do I go after the money? Do I, what do I do? Right. Cause usually when you go after money, they're going to just file for bankruptcy. So, but you still have to fill out all the paperwork and go through the whole process. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so, so I had a buddy of mine who was an attorney said, you know what, Sachin, you have all the documentation. They owe you this money. And I'm like, you know, uh, Jason, I really don't want to spend my time and energy on that. Like for me, it was a spirit, all about the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, if I, if I've earned this money, it'll find its way to me. Um, and if I haven't earned it or deserved it, then so be it. It's my karma. And so Jason said, okay, let me make you a deal. So I'll go after them so that they file for <laughs> bankruptcy because right. they had done this to a few other people I learned, uh-huh. came to learn and we didn't want them to do it again. So right. I, I stayed completely hands off of it. He took care of everything. They did end up filing for bankruptcy. So I never got the money, but at least I know they're not going to do this to somebody else. And so uh, my focus was all about what do I want to build? What do I want to create? Uh, because if I went after the money, which of course my parents wanted me to, right? They're like, oh, you got to go after him. You got to get this. Right. Well, logic would have it, right? Like that's right. the most logical, you know, path to take. Right. And so the, and so that's like a very masculine type of response, mm-hmm. right? And the feminine would be, okay, how do we spend this energy to build something beautiful? Right. So that's when I built the Living Proof Institute. I said, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own terms. I'm going to help people on my own terms. I'm going to uh, create a compensation structure that works for everyone uh, on my own terms. I'm never going to put my team members in a position where I can't pay them. I'm never going to put my business in a position where I can't uh, retain really good talent. And I'm not going to put my community in a position where we're providing services that you know are semi-impactful. So we wanted to, I wanted to create a business model that was all in. And you know a business model that was super efficient so that we could contain costs. You know, most of the costs of healthcare are usually are due to inefficiencies, mm-hmm. right? It's 
it's so it's so interesting like what you actually pay for like how little of it is actually for the service that you get and how much of it is for the infrastructure and the inefficiencies that are built into it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so our objective has always been okay you know just from our own learning experiences how do we position our patients really well how do we position our team members uh, really well how do we bring on really good talent and then how do we do work that's impactful and work that actually increases in value over time, right? So Versus, very purpose-driven. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 thank you, it is. And, you know, you know, just I'll, since you say that, I'll say this. Um, the entire premise of my entire life is, I try to at least, is uh, based off of the Bhagavad Gita. So if there's a book that I could recommend that everyone listens to, uh, and and it's really, uh, I, I, I spent a lot of time listening to or reading ancient scripture, because I want to know information that was, re- if something was relevant 2000 years ago and it's relevant today, it'll probably be relevant in 2000 years. Right. Um, and so I want to base my life on that, right? Because, it, you know, I've got to think of multiple generations ahead. Like I could live an intentional life and create a lifestyle fingerprint that I pass down to hundreds of generations from now. Right. So we, you know, again, I, I, I think in those terms mm-hmm. uh, and my, I want my business to be able to last thousands of years. Right. So if I build it on, you know, ancient principles and I live my life on ancient principles, then I have a business that can last thousands of years and I can pass down knowledge that will pass down for thousands of years based on the actions I take today. I love that. So what are some of those principles or what's sort of the one, the first one that comes to mind that you've really used as, as your guide? Yeah, you know, the big one that I think applies to everybody is detachment from fruit. So one of the, the great teachings in the Gita, and, and the Bhagavad Gita literally translates to the song of God. Mm. So it's a poem that uh, has been considered in India's greatest gift to humanity. So if you love India for anything, you should love it for the Gita and, and what it uh, allows us to, um, to kind of manifest in our lives. And one of the things that... Um, they talk about is the detachment from fruit. So there's actually two types of currency. There's monetary currency, like we think about money, mm-hmm. and then there's karmic currency. Right. So karmic currency gets you the things money can't buy. Karmic mm-hmm. currency gets you the green light. Karmic currency gets you the parking spot. Karmic currency gets the right doors opening up for you at the right time, right? You can't, money can't buy those things. So that's something that we have to be constantly aware of is what are the cool things that are happening in my life right now? Because that's cashing in karmic currency and that requires awareness and gratitude. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we have, you know, a financial currency. And so there's certain aspects of our efforts that will be comp that will be compensated um, for that will come in the form of karma. And then there's certain forms that will be compensated for monetarily. Now, in an ideal scenario, your financial compensation should be much smaller than your karmic compensation. Uh, it should always, you, you, should, you should know that if you've got, you know, a pie and 20% of it is your financial compensation, the stuff that you can measure, the tangibles, then 80% of it um, is going to be karmic. Okay, we want the karmic to be bigger. So we mm-hmm. don't want it to be 50-50. We want the karmic slice of the pie to be bigger. Now, why is that? I mean, I, I, I know why, but why is that for, for you? Yeah, well, for me, it's because, again, there's things that money can't buy, mm-hmm. right? So money can't buy health, money can't buy happiness, money can't buy the, that parking spot, you know, money can't buy the weather, right? 
So there's all these things that actually make my life day to day, moment to moment better. Mm-hmm. Right. Than, richer, richer, right. Yeah. Exactly. Then, you know, something that like, if I had $2 million in my bank account, but I was miserable all the time, like what good's that money? Right. Right. So I want to focus on the things that allow me to be present and in the now and enjoy the now. And that's going to be, you know, um, see, here's the thing. Money allows you to enjoy the moment. Okay. Karma Uh currency allows you to enjoy the now, the everything, Hmm. right? The moment Mm -hmm. before the moment and after the moment. People need to read Eckhart to understand the now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Um, So, so yeah, so, so that's one of the, one of the things that uh, for me was very important was detachment from fruit. And, you know, I know that, you know, the business coaches out there will probably uh, have a hard time with this, but I never looked at the numbers in my business. I get that. I, you know, I resonate with that on, on a few different levels and reasons, but one numbers has never been something that I've really, uh, had an attraction to or Mm -hmm. resonated with. And I, I tend to operate based on feeling and for me to feel good, I have to have a purpose and it has to be bigger than me. If I don't feel, I, I, I kind of say this and, you know, I don't even know if this is true biologically speaking, but I I do believe that we are wired for connection and contribution. And those two things have been something that I've used as my principal sort of guiding me throughout my life. And so that contribution piece, if I don't have that contribution piece and I don't feel like I'm making an impact, I don't feel rich. I don't, Mm -hmm. I feel empty. Um, and then, and then I question why I'm pursuing this to begin with. And then you end up sort of spiraling from there. And I see that, I see that quite often, not that I want to preach or impose my, you know, my thoughts and beliefs on people because everybody will operate their businesses differently. But I do resonate with, with that principle that you, you know, you spoke about was really just, um, what was it? The detachment from the fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, and, and the reason that's significant is because a couple things um, to highlight what you said as well is that let's just say you get paid, we'll put a number to it, $20,000 for something, mm-hmm. right? And you've got that, you can see it, you can measure it. Um, and, you know, it might be, it, it really, it's worth the emotion, right? If it's, it's a number on a computer screen, it's just an emotion. It's nothing more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing that your karmic bank account is so much bigger, to me, that's that's super valuable. So I, one of the things that, you know, to echo what you said is I really, really get my clients to focus not on how things sound, but how they feel Mm. and really get into their body. And, you know, one of the things that I, that I kind of jokingly say, you know, I take that old term, you know, listen to your gut. And I tell people, don't listen to your gut. It's full of crap, (laughs) right? Listen to your heart. And so the, the way we listen to our heart is we get quiet and a more advanced technique is to use something like a heart math device. Here's a heart math device. Oh, and interesting. No, our listeners can't see that, but I'll have to get a photo of that and leave it oh, in yes. the show notes. Yeah. Um, so a heart math device allows you to actually speak to your heart. And so you can how does, actually... So how does it work? So it measures something called heart rate variability. And this is actually a really important metric for entrepreneurs. If you were going to do like an experiment on yourself, there'd be two numbers that I think are really important to measure. One would be continuous glucose monitoring. So if you monitor your glucose consistently for two weeks, you can see what your food and emotions and exercise and all that stuff does to you uh, and how in real time your blood sugar levels are affected. So it's a device you just clips onto the back of your tricep and you get to see your blood sugar every 15 minutes. Hmm. And so you get a really dialed in viewpoint of what's going on with your physiology. 
So that number I think is really important because it allows you to gamify the process of balancing blood sugar. Is that and something you see often with, with busy lifestyle, you know, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. people coming into your practice is, is um, that instability with, with uh, you know, glucose intolerance or insulin um, resistance? Yeah, we do see that. Uh, part of the reason we see that is because of stress. Mm-hmm. So the main function of cortisol in our bodies is to raise blood sugar. What most people think cortisol does and what they associate with it is stress. So yes, stress does uh, raise cortisol. And when stress is elevated, cortisol is elevated, but cortisol's main function is to raise blood sugar so that Mm -hmm. we can run away from the lion, right? And it fuels that response. So stress is a big one. And it's really fascinating when people, um, they see their blood sugar, it's stable, stable, stable. They get on their computer to answer emails and their blood sugar starts going up. Or they get on a, a stressful phone call and their blood sugar starts going up. And then they start realizing, oh, it's not just what I eat that's important. It's also what's eating me that hmm. makes a difference as well. And so now they start, you know, you know, um, getting more aware. That self-awareness piece is really important. Well, it's like a feedback loop. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if you go to your doctor like once a month or not once a month, but once or twice a year, let's uh-huh. say, and you get your blood sugar drawn, that's like a snapshot in time. That tells me nothing about you. Right. That's like taking a random picture off of your phone and then trying to pretend like I know what your <laughs> that, life that's is like. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and under the conditions that you're under your best behavior, like you haven't eaten anything for 12 hours, you're fasting, you know, you're getting blood work done. So it's like a controlled experiment. Right. Um, and that represents like 0% of your actual life. So having something in real time over two weeks, the value is really in the area under the curve. So the area under the curve of a single blood marker is like very small. It's like almost zero, right? It's just one point. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're doing this over two weeks, you can see how much more valuable data you have. And and somebody becomes self-aware, right? So that self-actualization is really important. The other metric to look at is heart rate variability. So what I wear, and a lot lot of people wear these, is called an aura ring. And so an aura ring, it's not just an activity tracker. It's actually not that great as an activity tracker. Um, but it, what it is really good at is measuring something called HRV and HRV is known as heart rate variability. That tells us, um, the time lapse between each beat, the variability between the time lapse of each beat. So if your heart beats 60 times a minute, it's not exactly one second, right? It might be 0.99, 1.01 seconds, right? Between each beat. So that variability tells us about, uh, the, state of the nervous system, the central nervous system specifically. Oh. And so the secret to healing, I'll, you know, so I'll kind of lead into this is actually having a nervous system that's in a parasympathetic state. So the reason people um, never, well, the main, one of the main reasons people don't heal if they, if they're not getting results, they could be seeing the best doctors getting the best testing. The reason they don't feel better is because they don't change the state of their nervous system. Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example. Um, when somebody's detoxing, when you put somebody on detox products, okay, you know, the lots of people are going to do detoxes here coming up with the new year. Um, what's important to note is that when you're in fight or flight, 5% or when you're under stress, 5% of your blood flow goes to your kidneys. When you're in a state of rest and relaxation, 50% of your blood goes to your liver and kidneys. Oh, wow. So who's going to detox better? Somebody who's stressed out, taking the best supplements and not sending any blood and nutrients to their liver and kidneys or the person that just chills out. Right. Probably the person that's a that huge differential. 
it's huge, yeah. right? And even your gut, 80% of, of your blood flow to your digestive system decreases under stress because you know when you're under fight or flight, you've got to take that blood from the trunk and send it to the arms and legs. And so we've got to shunt or decrease blood flow to the trunk organs so they mm -hmm. stop healing and repairing and functioning properly. But guess what? That's what people come in to see us for. They come in to see us for GI issues and detox issues and, you know, immune system challenges and all the things that are dependent on you being in a relaxed state. And entrepreneurship definitely does not lend itself naturally to being in a relaxed state. So I can see where this is extremely valuable as an insight for, you know, our listeners to really understand how much control we have yep. over, over the state of our health. So, so here's the thing, and to tie it all back together, um, so the state of your nervous system is something that you can actually control. And of course, if you can do that, you'd want to know exactly what to do. And the way you do that actively and passively, actively is using heart math. So mm -hmm. I can use my breath and I can use this device, which gives me a neurofeedback. It's literally communicating with my heart, heart uh and telling me what the variability is. And then I can adjust my breathing to get into what we call a coherent state when we're, where we're in a more parasympathetic state. So I can use my breath and this device and within minutes get into a state of healing, repair, regeneration, reproduction. That's amazing. And now do you sell this device on your website? We don't sell it on our website, but you can go to heartmath.com right. and, and do more research. And uh -huh. this is something that we now train a lot of our clients in so that we can teach them how to tap into their nervous system and uh -huh. get them into a state of healing and repair. Now, if you don't do that, you can take all kinds of supplements. You can get all kinds of fancy lab testing. You can go and see the best doctors and that's going to uh, have a limited impact compared to you just shifting the state of your nervous system. And so uh, a really simple question that I ask people is how do you feel on vacation? Right? <laughs> the if, best. You amazing, <laughs> if you feel awesome on vacation, then guess what that tells me? There's probably nothing wrong with your body but there's probably something wrong with your environment or your emotions in that environment. And so that's why when you go on vacation, you can feel better so fast. Meanwhile, these same people are going to see doctor after doctor after doctor trying to find out what's broken in, in their body. And then they get frustrated when they find out there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Right. It's like being a crappy driver and then taking your car to the mechanic and the mechanic's like, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. And you get <laughs> mad at the mechanic because you can't find anything wrong, but it's really the way you drive that's the problem. Right. So, oh, that's huge. <laughs> that is huge. And so you see, so then, I mean, I know we've just scratched the surface in this conversation and I, and I hope that I can have you back on the show because I'd love to be able to talk more about these stress induced ailments that, that you see, I'm sure quite often, um, in terms of digestion and, and, uh, insulin, uh, resistance, all of those things. Um, because uh, to your point, uh, tackle that it does, it, that, that's just a mirror to what is going on around you and how you're uh, feeling. And the fact that we can control our nervous system through this heart math device is uh, so promising. And I definitely will share those, uh, the link to that in my show notes for our listeners. Um, but before I let you go, because I know you're on a, a time restraint and, and uh, you know, you've been so gracious with your time already. Um, Maybe just to sort of summarize, first of all, congratulations, because you, you, 
whatever principles you are using and guiding your life and business by are, are obviously working for you and the people around you because the Living Proof Institute has seen tremendous success, not just from the business perspective, but from the impact that you're having on people's lives. And I, I, and I can you. personally attest and share to that, um, as can the people I know who have come from your institute um, who've had similar experiences. So that's hugely congratulatory for, for you and for your team. Um, but the last thing I want to sort of just leave off with since our conversation really did center around that whole notion of wealthy versus wealthy um, and being able to really guide, um, you know, you're only as good, your business is only as good as your health is. What is sort of one thing you've already, you know, mentioned a few uh, amazing tips and devices that we can use with the Aura Ring and the HeartMath device. What is one thing that you see most often that really just has the greatest impact in terms of a behavior modification? Something that you, you sort of believe most or all of us tend to do naturally uh, that are harmful to our body or hindering our health and our ability to heal. Um, what sort of advice could you sort of leave us with? Sure. So I'll leave you with three things. And uh, again, kind of using nature and our children, for example, are, are really amazing teachers. Uh, there's three things that are overlooked that are really simple, uh, kind of sexy, depending on how old you are, <laughs> and and really free. Okay, so and those three things are sleep. Okay, sleep is very underutilized as mm -hmm. a therapeutic intervention, and you know I know entrepreneurs, depending on who you listen to, if you listen to Gary Vee, then he's going to tell you like don't sleep at all, right? Sleep right, right, yeah, and, and that's really not the case. Like the next evolution, like entrepreneurship 2.0, is more sleep. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, where, and again, that's, that's going to be your, one of your greatest assets. Waking up refreshed is going to be one of the greatest assets that you have. And you, your brain gets an oil change while you sleep. Your immune system gets an upgrade. Your cells in your body re replicate, regenerate. Your liver and kidney function uh, starts upregulating. So you can detox all the chemicals that your body made and your environment uh, introduced into your system. And so sleep is one of the one of the most powerful tools. The next tool that we can use is silence. And that's really reflection, right? So being in our own thoughts, uh, you know, observing our thoughts, not, not necessarily getting emotionally attached to them, but observing those thoughts. And silence in nature is extremely powerful as well. So alone time in nature, with nature, really not in nature, but with it. And that activates our right brain. And nature is there for the taking, right? And then the other, the other thing that's uh, super important is fasting. Mm -hmm. So you know, I hear a lot about that. A lot of people are on the intermittent fasting. Yeah. So if, if we can eat a little bit less, right, less frequently, less food, if we can sleep a little bit more, right, prioritize that. So sleep like consciously make a conscious effort regarding your sleep. And then if we can, you know, kind of be still a little bit more and be silent a little bit more and be reflective instead of being reactive. These are the things that I think are going to make, allow people to make the biggest difference. And it's going to activate parts of their brain that have probably become deactivated based on the life of an average entrepreneur. So you're going to start right. unlocking things that you didn't know were there even. Right. Great points. I love it. I love those are three amazing tips. And thank you so much for sharing them. And I hope I can have you back on the show again, because I'd love to really dive in deeper into um, stress, uh, the effects of stress on our bodies and ways that uh, you and your team have been able to support uh, people like me and like our listeners to be able to really regain back their health and their natural ability to heal their own bodies. Because I do believe that we have that ability. Um, and it's just about, like you said, 
that unlocking things that have been shut down for, for whatever reason, for however long that's been. So thank you so much, Sachin. I really appreciate the time you took today. Oh, thank you, Michelle. It's been an honor and I look forward to jumping back on again and, you know, and really diving deeper into some of these things. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about and you are such an amazing host. So thank you for that. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And as I recap, I will leave links and notes to what we discussed in my show notes. So you can head on over to www.michellereci.com forward slash episode 21 and check them out. But just as a general overall summary, I hope you are all feeling empowered by what it really means to be truly wealthy, to take a stance for yourself and how your health dictates how successful you will be in business and in relationships and just in life in general. There's so much to be said about the lifestyles we live, and I love the last few tips that Sachin shared with us because it's a reminder that we are and can be our own healers and doctors. So before we end for today, I just want to remind you of the metaphor that Sachin gave us um, of the tree, and I think it's just so important, and I really just want to recap that, that we are the trunk, and everything in our life, our business, our relationships, our contribution, our purpose, they are all the branches to our tree, and we want to grow those branches big and healthy, as big and healthy as possible, but we can't do that unless we as the trunks are rooted and grounded and healthy. And that is really the essence of what wealthy versus wealthy is. You can pour everything you have into the branch of your business or the branch of your success, but if the trunk, which you, is not strong enough to handle that load, everything is going to topple. And that is not where we want to be. Each and every one of you got up today to live, and I mean truly live, and in order to be wealthy in our lives, we have to be wealthy in all areas. It's not easy, it's definitely not perfect, and it is a practice. So on that note, thank you so much for joining me here today. Head on over to michellereci.com forward slash episode 21 for the show notes and the contact info info for Sachin and the Living Proof Institute. And I would love if you could take a few moments after we part ways, if you could go to your podcast app and leave me a review. In doing so, you not only give me the feedback and comments that I truly love receiving, you will be helping other people to find the podcast as well. Thanks again, everyone. Have an awesome rest of your week, and I look forward to meeting with you here same time, same place next week. Bye for now.